Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi everybody, it's Marsha and we got a great show today. I have two authors on, Jane Joachim and and um, Lee Michaels, and we'll talk about me not saying her name. I'm getting it better. I should have. I've never it. You did it. You got I did it. Okay, good. I good. Well, I wrote it down that way. That's why I'm saying it right now. But I do have one thing to say before we start the show. I wanted to say that um, the writing community has lost Delaney Oaks, and she has been out there as long as you know i can remember we started doing shows all of us on red river and she had a, a long battle with cancer and she was a wonderful person and after red river we all got along there were like 40 of us and we still think about each other and i'm so sorry and there is going to be from books and entertainment they're going to have a memorial on september 11th uh, on um, blog talk so i will post the link when they give it to me but there's just going to be a couple you know a few friends or whoever wants to talk about Delaney I was going to have one too but I think it's best that they do it we you know so we can all be together there and um this is what she she would have liked this and she liked to laugh and have fun so that's what we'll probably be doing on that show and so I thank you again for listening to that but I think you know um the one thing about the shows is you get to meet people and um, over the last 15 years, I've met tons of people from doing my shows. And those are really good friendships. It's not just people you talk to uh, every now and then. We've all known each other. And these two ladies that are on today have been on my show before. And I wanted to talk about romance and marketing. And this is who I thought would be great because these authors have written tons of books. And so I'll let Jean tell you a little bit about herself, and then Lee, and then we'll go on to a conversation. So glad you could both be here today. Thank you for having us. um, I've been writing romance books since 2010. I have 70 books published in English and a bunch in foreign languages. I'm all completely self-published now, although I started a uh, traditional publishing route. I live in New York City most of the time. I spend my summers in the mountains. I have two grown sons. Um, have been a dog owner and lover. I'm always a dog lover, but I uh, had a rescue pug for many years. And uh, now I'm on my own, but I'm handling it well and uh, writing a new chapter of my own life. That's right. All right. And that's good because you are, you know, and you're keeping busy, and that's really important. And all those books, my God. All right, and here's another person has a million books here, Lee. Okay. Lee Michaels, and I started even earlier than Jean did. My first book came out in the United States in 1984. So I was traditionally published with Harlequin. I've also been traditionally published with Montlake Romance and with Source Books. And then I went totally um, independent as well. So I now have the rights back to all of my books, and I have done them all uh, with new covers, new edits, and uh, um, independently published under my own name. So it it is an exciting time to be in publishing. I have uh, moved on a bit, and though I'm still doing some writing, I also have a small publishing company that deals with mainly local history, uh, niche market nonfiction, and I am doing more editing and more coaching these days. So right now I'm working with about six authors on independent projects, 
not all romance, um, some memoir, some other stuff, which makes it an exciting new chapter in my life, too. Yes, that's that's great. You know, and that's the thing. I think, you know, both of you have written so many books, but you also know there's always more to learn. And so that's really one of the tricks of the trade. You have to keep learning. And so when I don't keep getting better, then you slide backwards. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right, so this absolutely. is why I do these shows, and sometimes I repeat myself, With but there's always new people out there. And one of the things that I like, and I think all three of us agree on, that we want to help new writers in there. And um, yes. it's hard. Joan, you called yeah, it's it. It's hard. Jean, it you called, Jean, I'm going, my sister's middle name is Jean, so <laughs> yes. But Jean, you called it noise. It's really a good word for that. So how do you uh, differentiate from others without having, you know, yourself just push back and you move to the front of the line? Well, you know, you talk about reaching out to new authors. Um, the out, being the outgoing president of my uh, New York City chapter of RWA, and I'm actually giving a seminar on Saturday on self-publishing uh, to okay. our chapter members. It's, you know, it's just such a crazy world out there now. You have yeah. to be watching everybody and, and learning, and you have to think out of the box. Um, yeah. You can't just do what what you think has to be done. I find the best way to reach out to people is by having something that isn't just buy my book. Um, I You know, I have a, a newsletter, and I post personal recipes and and all kinds of cooking tips and things that I find online, things like that, that to reach out in a broader way. Um, I'm also into historical fiction up here. It, it takes place up here where I, I live in the summertime. And I find that there are a lot of people who are interested in that. Um, but my most fun thing that I did, <laughs> got just, okay. to do a different ad. Okay. I have a series of books where all the, Heroines have pugs. They met at Pug Hill in New York City, and there are four romances, and there are pugs in the book. So I found mm-hmm. a picture of a pug staring at a computer screen with his paw <laughs> on the keyboard. So I put that mm-hmm. in an ad with the headline, Baxter is reading his owner's love story. You can too. <laughs> and just the picture and the book cover. And actually, it was very successful. <laughs> I think it cut through all the clutter of what people see, because actually yeah. the pug looks like he's reading from the computer. He really right. does. Well, I, you know, you're talking to someone that I have a dog in my book. It's never too late that talks, okay? And so <laughs> at first they said, oh, you can't put that dog on the front cover because the dog is, this is not a good thing. I go, well, this is... I independently published, and I said, listen, this is what I want to do. And Gracie is on the cover, and she is, like, to me, a person. And that's one of my best books, because and people love yeah. the cover. Because dogs, you know, there's something about dogs that and cats for people that they associate with. So I think that's probably yeah. when they see the dog that way, they're looking at it because in my world, I could go, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> the dog is probably writing a love story or something like that. <laughs> writing a love right. story. And, and you know, so I, I think that's, all, that's a good thing. I translated it into foreign language and I put underneath the picture, I hope they spelled my name right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they don't have to say it. They're not saying it unless they talk. Like, then they need to do it better than I do. I can say that. <laughs> so, you know, this is the thing, getting yourself different. And I think one of the things for about being out there for a long time is you're not afraid to try things and you just, if it doesn't right. succeed, it's just not the worst thing in the world. So you just move on, you know. And right. Lee, you were in historical for so long. That was your, like your thing. I wrote I wrote contemporary for many years for Harlequin and then um, – I moved into writing historicals, so the yeah. the latter part of my career is all historical romance. Right, and I've mentioned what you. time period? Yeah, I've mentioned you. What time period are your historicals in? My my time period is Regency, British Regency. Mhm, 
1820. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I would mention you, <laughs> mentioned you, Lee, because we were talking about sex and books and whatever, and I said, whenever I think of you, I think one time we discussed this, that there was nothing much to do in those days, so people had sex. <laughs> they love that because, and I still remember that because that was brings true in all of the things you see now on TV to all of the movies. People, and so I say, well, they didn't have Netflix, or they didn't have Amazon, you know. So, but they did have sex, and so that's the way. It is. And you know, you can't be afraid to do things, and neither of you are. So that's a good thing. Uh, you know, right. I think it has um, to do with knowing yourself. You know, yes. um, I think that's, that's you, helping. Yeah, you get to a point where you're comfortable enough with yourself that it's okay if you yeah. go away and make a fool of yourself and, and try something right. different. Right, yes. which is which is true. But, you know, and sometimes you do have to go, you know, out of the box a little. I know sometimes, you know, I'm not a big traveler, so people will say to me, oh, you have to go out of the box. I go, hey, I've been out of the box. I mean, even to do a radio show for 15 years, I didn't even yeah. want to go on a show. Uh, you know, the uh, Fidelity Robin, who does my books, she said to me, oh, you need to go on a show. And that was on Red River. That's where I met Delaney and all this. And, you know, I didn't want to go. I had to read like five minutes, and I really was a wreck. So I never thought, and then the owner said, you know, do you want to do shows? I mean, that was, for me, something I never even thought of because I didn't want to be anywhere out in the public. And now we all really are, you know, even if we're writing because we do, you know, you're both speakers, you go out, you do things, and I have a show. So that is out of the box. Because this isn't how we were born. Like we were, oh yeah, I think I'm going to go speak in front of people and do everything. Because probably all three of us didn't really intend on that. We probably thought that was we never thought about it. And now people have it so good they don't even they complain a lot. But I'll tell you, this right now is so much easier for authors than it ever was. At least our books can get oh, published. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we should address that a little because I, that's the, the bad thing about that is I think people don't know what getting a rejection is. If you've never had a rejection letter, then you think everything you do might be perfect. <laughs> but there are people like me. I have a lot of them because I did screenwriting, and, I mean, I had a lot of rejections, and we keep them because we don't throw them out. We like to remind ourselves of what it was like then. So if you want to talk with either of you, how do you feel about that? Because this is a good time for people now. Right. Well, it's an easy easy time for people to publish their books. And and because, you know, independent publishing and and self-publishing makes it possible for for people to – to do that without having to go through a gatekeeper, without having to right. to you know deal with editors and all that, which can be a good thing. It can also be a very very bad thing because they yeah. don't have a gatekeeper and they don't have to go through an editor. And so if they don't know don't immediately know that something is not working, then nobody's there to tell them until they get yeah. those horrible reviews. And once yeah. those horrible but- reviews are up, then the book is dead, and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. And Amazon won't take them off. The first things I tell people when they want to self-publish is actually it would be a better thing for you to find a small independent press and go with yeah. them while you work on your writing, because yeah. I would never put up a book that hasn't been professionally edited. I, it's in, yeah. insane. Exactly. People, you know, Aunt Mary read the book. Oh, really? Uh, no. Yeah. And <laughs> it's death to do that. It, it, yeah. You yeah. can't. You have to be professional. If you're going to self-publish, you have to have an editor that you work with, that you trust, and you know. You need a proofreader. You need a cover designer. You need you need these people in your corner, your own staff, because you become a publishing company. Exactly, and you need people who are professional in their own in their own way, knowledgeable in their own field, and not um, trying to please you. They have to be able to right. stand up to you and say, hey, this isn't working. Right. Right. That's right. And, and exactly. you're, yeah. Beta readers are not enough. I don't have beta no, readers. No, they're absolutely not enough. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't, don't waste my I don't time like beta I don't like beta readers. I do not like beta readers no. because the reason I don't like them is because um, if you start, if you have a book and you start changing it just because 10 people tell you to change this paragraph, get rid of this character, do this, then you'll never finish a book because they're all going to tell you different things. So you have an editor and you have to trust the editor for the editor to say, you know what, get rid of this, cut, 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 you know. And right. But mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. And it's nothing against beta readers. I just don't have them. I'm fine if people say they didn't like my book or whatever, but I don't need to change it all. You can't do that because once you start working with 10 people telling you, Oh, I don't think I like this cover. I don't think I like that title. You know, this but, this you never this is not good. <laughs> no, I don't think these people have no credentials. There's a reason for that old that old saying of too many cooks spoil the broth. Yes, and exactly. and it depends on when you do the when you do the beta reading phase. If you have the book yes. done and then you send it out to beta readers, that can be very useful. Right then before you go to a professional editor, but trying to do it along the way. Critique groups can, critique groups can be wonderful, but they can also be very destructive because they get hooked into what they would do rather than what is better for your book. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. Um, I trust my editor. I accept like 97% of her changes, but I'm not going to send my work out to somebody who doesn't know more than I do. Okay, I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, who doesn't have yeah. more experience writing than I do. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. see how think, that's worth anything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And I think also, like for me, like also when you do an audio book, like I love audio books. I know a lot of people do not like them. I love them. And I think it's good for writers, which I talk about on my show, and they completely ignore this, but if people listen to audio books, you can really learn a lot of tricks about writing because you're just listening and you're not looking mm-hmm. to see if they spelled the word right, if they gave it, if they have a comma, if they have another paragraph. Because I think what's out there now are a lot of other writers reading books. They go, oh, what happened? No comma? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and <laughs> you know, there's no book that has no mistakes. Let's just say, no matter how many. I saw something in one of my children's books that I must have looked at, and I read the book to ch- kids, you know, and I didn't see it until one day I said, oh, my God, how did nobody notice this, how, notice this and how did I not? But it happened. Right. So, and they get so excited to write this, oh, this person made a mistake. This is not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, just enjoy the book. Enjoy grammar, the book. grammar and punctuation and all that sort of thing is important. But when you're focused yeah. on that, you're not looking at what's underneath. You're not looking at the character sure. development, at the consistency, yeah. right. at whether the plot works, at whether the, there's enough conflict. And right. that's what developmental edit is for that stage. And you can't do them both at the same time. No. No, you can't. I, yeah. yeah. No. Um, no. And you can't. Yeah. You have to I have a habit of going back. On your own. I go back yeah. so many times. I go back when I, I'm writing, then I go back. So this is my new like resolution. I'm going to just go forward. I hope go f- just forward because I go back a lot because then I want to make sure everything matches. I'm used to writing screenplays, so mm-hmm. my books are shorter, which are novella, because every in a screenplay every word counts. So I that's still in my head. I love writing screenplays, but it's, it's a very tough market. And even though, yeah. you know, people right now, I don't know what's going to happen because it's really sad about the writer's strike. I mean, it, it's this is yeah. it was one years ago, and a lot of people that I knew at that time in production companies, they went out of business because, so I don't know what's going to happen. Now, it could be, it's very bad. But the other thing some people were saying, not the people that are writers, but people watching Netflix and all of these, they're watching old movies now, they're watching old series, so that's those are getting the play now, you know, and some of the old movies are great. You know, I learn a lot from oh. them, but I think it's a I tough to. time now. Yeah. You can watch the Thin Man, the first three Thin Man movies, <clears throat> written in the late 30s by a husband and wife team. And I'm telling yep. you, the dialogue is still some of the best dialogue you will ever see yep. in a movie. I mean, it's so yep. well written. Um, they're unbelievable. Uh, and it's, it's a great 
it's a great lesson watching those. I mean, they, they yes. managed to weave comedy into a mystery, which is right. really quite mm-hmm. a task, and they do it beautifully. Yes, yes they do. Yeah. The characters are yeah. good. Screen, People remember Screenplay them. is a good way to focus focus on storytelling through dialogue and it yeah. really does help to have some screenwriting um, background or experience or even just try it just because yeah. it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an outline. It's, yeah, it's like, an, mm-hmm. it's like an outline, you know, and um, so I've taken some of my characters and finally in this, in the one I just did, it's all about love, it's second chances and it's uh, all about a wedding Finally, characters that were in my screenplay, I got them together in the right way. I couldn't, and it took three novellas to get them there, but it was from a screenplay, <laughs> these characters. And so, but and that's like, it's like life, you know, and so when you write a screenplay, because yeah. when you write screenplays, you're writing the here and now, it's right then, you know, and so you're in the moment. And sometimes when people write, they're seeing. not in that moment. Another thing I'm seeing is is in a lot of novel writing, uh, authors are relying on thoughts a lot. He thinks about her. She thinks about him. They don't ever get together yeah. and do anything or talk it out. Right. And, <laughs> and, and uh, attempting a screenplay knocks that out of you in a hurry because right. you don't have that luxury of thought. And yeah. so that's yeah. another reason it's not a bad exercise for authors to try some screenplay oh, along the way. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I've told people, just put... Uh, showing, Go ahead. not telling. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and that's a hard mm-hmm. thing for writers. So I think one of the things is if you sit down and if you want to learn how to do dialogue, because a lot of people don't know how to do dialogue, sit down, put somebody, like put a, take a dinner table, put four people at the dinner table. What are they going to do? Not just eat, they're going to talk. So pretend you're at a right. dinner table and let them talk, and that's you'll get their thoughts, you know, because that's a good way to understand how people just have a conversation. Right. And right. they well, don't sometimes you, go, you go to a cafe, get yourself a cup of yep. coffee or tea, and yep. sit yep. anonymously in the corner yep. and listen to what people say. Listening yep. is, is like, mm-hmm. because I'm writing dialogue, oh, yeah. I hear it in my head as I'm writing it. And it has yep, to sound too. like somebody I know or yep. somebody I've heard for yep. me to put it on paper. Right. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree, and it's so important. You get to know your characters by what they're saying, you know, because yes. when they're thinking it, see, sometimes when you say something, even a regular person, like if you have something you're holding back and you start talking about it, it then becomes real. And yes. you get you can either fix the problem or, you know, make it worse, whatever it is, you know what I mean? But you're at least the thought is out there. But when you keep it in your head, it might stay in your head and never go anywhere. So, and the reader doesn't get that. They don't know that, what, what's going on. They can't understand. But you're right, a coffee shop or something. What happened during COVID was a lot of people don't go to those places anymore. Right, right. You know, like they used to. And that was, that I was the one thing. I used to be a thing. huge movie person, go to the movies all the time by myself, 11 Me o'clock too. in the morning. And, and COVID, I stopped doing that. And I find I'm yeah. still not... I'm, I'm just now getting back into the habit of going yeah. to see movies in person, which is one of yeah. my great joys. I mean, you know, when I'm stuck on a book, go to a movie. And, that's yeah. right. That's so, what I do. I watch. Mm-hmm. I, if, if I watch movies, and that's – I'm not even – this isn't even a movie that might be anything like that I'm writing. But once my brain is clear of what I was thinking, when I'm watching something, then I feel like I can – Sometimes I take notes on my own thoughts then while I'm watching mm-hmm. something because it just makes me free. So I agree on movies. Right. Movies are – and that's – that's there's so many movies to watch now. That's why they don't go to the movies a lot because you can watch – I mean, there's so many channels. It's unbelievable. You can just mm-hmm. watch whatever yep. you want. But you watch, you watch differently at home than you do in a movie theater too because yes. you're, when you're in the theater, yes. you're focused on it. Yeah. yeah. When oh, you're so home, you're doing yeah. 10 other oh. things at the same time. You mean like doing right. laundry just, or making dinner or, or yeah, I'm exactly. like like your well, hair? <laughs> when I'm in the movie theater That's because what, then I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of making, I'm closing that distance between me and the movie if I sit close up and I feel a part yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, the problem is the malls. The malls are closing and the malls are kind of dead. So it's like the, the malls used to be busy and then people, there'd be shows, you know, movies. But right. the malls aren't drawing traffic. So there's like, if you walk into like, I don't know about you guys, but some of the malls I've been around here in Chicago, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, awful. I walk, it looks like a ghost town. It's unbelievable. You know, one of them even stopped the escalators and you you can't walk you can't go on you can go on the escalator but you have to walk the escalator not you know oh my goodness oh really and i I, wow reason i hate i'm i'm i hate escalators but i hate worse worse than hating escalators i don't like walking on the step even though i know it's not going to go anywhere if it's moving i it's the weirdest feeling to go on it and then some of the elevators aren't working. So I'm hoping that's one of the things about movies. You're right. But people don't go to the centers and then have watch the movies or go out to eat. They took away the restaurants. They even took away Starbucks from one of the big malls here. They don't I have think coffee. the Barbie movie helped to create, yeah. you know, uh, going back to the theater movement because it yeah. was so successful. Yeah. It was a wonderful movie. And I thought, and just had like... I, I thought it was good for the kids, the younger people too. They were actually excited about this. It was like a fun thing. A lot of you know people that were dating, they went on the that, and they saw Oppenheim, and they were just together with both of them. And I think that was yes. since COVID, the younger people they've had a lot of of stress, and this was a time where they're wearing pink, they were getting dressed up, and I think it was a good. I I thought that was a good sign. For people, yes, very positive. Yes, 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 and cheerful. You know, and pink. Pink is very, very. I mean, something about pink. It is very, like it, you feel. Well, not only is it romantic kind of a color, it's just you feel it's sweet and nice. And so I think right. hopefully, yes. yeah, yeah. And I hope people will get you know feeling better. I mean, because I've had a lot of stressful people on the shows talking about I've had psychologists just talking about the things how they've changed and that's the other problem we've had a lot of people writing and they need some help and they don't realize that they they got they're not working they're at home they think they were going to make a lot of money writing oh, and yeah right they didn't. good luck with that yeah. and they didn't <laughs> right <laughs> that's the right. truth the next and right, so, of gray exactly you yeah. know um, but you know what? Nobody ever knows which book or what movie will become something like that, you know. So that's why people should just, and that's why I mean about the show. Now it's good for people because instead of keeping the manuscripts in their drawers, at least they can try to get them published, you know. And I right. think it's a lot of work, but it's worth it if they, you know, if it's a good story. So I think a lot of people do have good stories out there, and they can do this. That They don't have to wait anymore but by doing it the right way as you both have said so i would like to talk a little bit about marketing okay i listened to a a webinar on pinterest i have put stuff on pinterest for years a lot of things and i didn't work it right but i do believe that pinterest if you work it right and there are youtubes on it and um i think people especially romance writers can probably do pretty good on it because Facebook, Twitter, all of these sites now aren't very helpful to authors. What do you either you do, Jean? What do you, you do about Pinterest or Facebook? Which well, is your I favorite? have a an author friend who's who's on the board with me at, at in our chapter who's very active on Pinterest, and she's gotten me interested in it too. I'm a very yeah. visual person, and I like to do my my own ads and. Uh, promotions yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't do my book covers. I have a professional for that, but I like to do everything right. else. Yeah. So I'm hoping yeah. this winter when I get back from the country and I'm, you know, inside in the middle of bad weather that I will sit down and really dig into Pinterest because I think it could be a lot of fun and I think it's a place yeah. where you could meet um, new people and new readers. Yeah. Lee, what about you? I have I've never done anything with Pinterest. And what I'm finding with most of the social media, you know, Twitter's totally out of the out of the blue now, and and yeah. Facebook is mostly interested in making money for Facebook. 
Um, right. And, and I think any of these things are probably going to be good in the beginning and then they will get overwhelmed and, and will no longer be as successful. And what I like yeah. to say is, you know, marketing is impossible because what worked last Tuesday won't by next Tuesday. And yeah, that's, that's just, that's just part of it. I, I, I think honestly the best, the best marketing tool is the personal stuff, like Jean said, you know, doing yeah, personal yeah. posts, not just recipes are very popular. Yeah. And, then, yeah. um, and then writing another good book. Don't put all sure. your eggs in that first basket and exactly, because right. if the reader re- finds that book and likes it and goes to find something else that you've written and there isn't anything, then they move on right. and they may not come back by the time there's another book. Well, That's you two so both true. have a lot of books. You both have a lot of books. Mm-hmm. But I do think, and especially, you know, it's, you probably do great on Pinterest because of all your historical and all of the beautiful covers you have also. So, you know, what Jean is saying is right. I mean, she's already on there, and it's beautiful pictures. So, and mm-hmm. over the years, you changed your cover so many times, and they're beautiful. I think it might be, for you, something that you might enjoy. Something that I should explore, yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah. I do. I think you'd like it. Yeah, because, you know, what we all do is we try new things. I've been on Pinterest forever, and as one of my accounts, which God knows, I do not know what it is. Years ago, I think I started this right when Pinterest started. And I must have, at that time, they were watching everybody of what you posted, you know, and what you pinned. Mm-hmm. And possibly, I don't remember because I didn't put my name. I think I put it under Michigan Avenue because in those years I was thinking, I don't know if I want to be on a site like that with my name I can't find what happened there but it was suspended and I told them over and over and it keeps coming up and I've tried you can't talk to anybody years ago you could now you can't talk to anybody anywhere so but I think some of that is out there and I find it sometimes so I think with my marketing for me I think people that have been out there a long time and we've done a lot of marketing, some of the things that we have done don't work because Facebook, like Facebook has changed so many times. So if you did a page 10 years mm-hmm. ago, it's not working now. You know, I'm just finding this yeah. out after I, because I've been doing this. So do you have, so do you have that problem, any of you, either of you? Because no, I, everything I is a, all over. I do a lot but of advertising we, on Facebook. A lot of advertising. I'm there every week, um, and I do boosted posts. I don't do Facebook ads. I don't even know anything about Facebook ads. Right, but I, I right, boosted I don't. posts. Right. Yeah, and then a yeah, I've done that post, too. You can list the entire um, synopsis, the, the entire blurb of your book. Yeah. Or you can put. Sometimes I just put review quotes. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's tremendously effective for selling books overseas. It's one of the few places where you can target your your promotion to you know Germany or to Italy. See, that's or the thing. I have books also. I have books on Babelcube, and um, they're not going anywhere because neither the, the the person that has done the other side. You know, Babelcube is I write you know the book and then they do it in whatever language, but. Nobody's doing anything. So I think that's an issue. It looks really good, you know, on a resume or or on your, you know, sites. But that's probably a good thing is to target it for the audience. Right. Mm -hmm. I have translators that I I work with in several countries. And once I get a book translated, I slap it up on Facebook. I put the blurb in and I I, um, boost the post. You put it in And then I would like to I can take the first book in the series and reduce it to ninety nine cents and you know, right. and get people started. And I I you know, I have some foreign books in Kindle Unlimited, which in some countries works better than being wide. Others. Um yeah. uh-huh. there's all this kind of stuff to, to learn. Like now you have Kobo Plus, which is like Kindle Unlimited but not as restricting. And yeah. mm-hmm. I saw a lot of books there in Italy. On Kobo Plus, it's it's all a matter of throwing stuff out. Oh, there. I better start. See, I, that's what I need to do is thing with overall. sticks. Yeah, <laughs> I need no, to do Jean, Have you done anything with 
Amazon ads? I've tried. The only thing that worked I, for me on Amazon ads, and my historicals are colonial periods, was one Amazon uh-huh. ad I ran for Abigail's Journey. The opening line was, if you like Little House on the Prairie, you will love uh, Abigail's Journey. And that oh, ad worked really. for a long time. But otherwise, I yeah. have not been able to that's make really Amazon really. ads work. There's just, I, it's just not enough control. I find even yeah. when I'm advertising in the U.S., like when I put that ad up with Baxter reading the story on the computer, I was yeah. able to pick the states that I wanted to advertise in. So I picked only states that I know have, you know, strong um, romance readerships, you know, Texas and Florida and, and places in the South. So I'm able wow. to do that. I also don't run it all the time. I've discovered that my best days are Thursday to Monday, mostly weekends. So I, I run the ads mm-hmm. for four days and stuff. And just if you get somebody in for the first book, then then the hard work begins when you have to analyze your results. You have to keep very careful track of what's going on. So even if you're selling your first book at a loss, you have to look at the sales from the other books in the series. If I have six mm-hmm. books or nine book series, if, yeah. if I'm making it up on the back end, then it's worth doing the first book at a loss. So that's okay. Yeah. But that's, you know, that part of marketing, and people don't talk about that, is the result analysis. And yes, all the analytics really can absorb all the time available. Right. Yeah. And I, I, and I look at the analytics, and then I go, I need to move on. I can't. It drives me insane to all of this. But I know it's important, but... I, yes. And I think what you do, I think this is a good idea to, to target the countries and the states. I don't do that. I think that's a good right. idea. And, and even the age, I, you know, when I look at where the ad has appeared, because Amazon yeah. gives you that, uh, yes. Facebook gives okay. you that, they give you a tremendous yeah. amount of information. I can also see what age groups are, are buying, yeah. you know, are responding, are clicking, and what age groups aren't, what states are, what states yeah. aren't. All of that yeah. information, you have to look at that, and you have to make decisions based on data. Um, that's a and good, then you that's can a really find good. things until you're getting yeah. it so that it works. So you handle this yourself. You do all this yourself. Yeah, well, that's what I did for 25 years in the advertising business. So I know how to I do that. I noticed that on your resume. Right. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. It's just a matter of going through your reports, and putting them in an Excel spreadsheet so you can see. And Abigail's journey was wide. It was in all these different places. How many sales were there for the month in all these different places? And how did it do? You know, and, and check Balanced that out. Balanced against the value of it being in Kindle Unlimited and getting those yeah. page reads. Yeah. Exactly. Well, how do you feel about Kindle? How do you feel about, okay, uh, Lee, what, what, how do you feel about Kindle Unlimited? But, you know, I, I don't know anymore. I go back and forth. I, have, and I don't know. I have some things in Kindle Unlimited um, because I like to introduce readers to my work, and that's an easy mm-hmm. way to do it. And then after they've right. been introduced to it, then they can move on to, the, to some of the other books that are not in Kindle Unlimited. So I have the majority of my stuff is wide, but I do have some stuff in Kindle Unlimited. Right. And that, that does well for me. Kindle Unlimited does as well for me as sales do. Through Amazon. Yeah. What? Uh, exactly. How about Smashwords? That's what, what? What about Smashwords? Smashwords. Well, Smashwords is now yeah. rolled into Draft to Digital, and yeah. Draft to Digital yeah. has. I had moved from Smashwords to Draft to Digital beforehand um, right. because I found Draft to Digital much more user friendly and much a much yeah. better product. When right. Smashwords yeah. first started, they called their their formatter the the meat grinder, and they're not kidding. It was. Um, so now, you know, it's a much more, um, it's much more, more upscale product that they come out with through draft to digital. And that's why mm-hmm. Smashwords went in with draft to digital. Um, so I use them yeah, a lot because they have different, they have different outlets and mm-hmm. those outlets, Kobo's good for me. Um, Apple's good for me. Barnes and Noble is not bad for me. And mm-hmm. those are, those are good outlets to have and they're easy to do through draft to digital. Right. I mean, it's better supposedly to go direct, but um, I don't. I go to draft to digital for everything except Kobo 
because when I get my report from Kobo, I get a report about Kobo Plus separately, and I can see how many mm. books have been read through Kobo Plus. And I was yeah. just amazed, amazed really? to see anywhere from you know 60 to 150 books read on Kobo Plus in Italy that I had no idea and would not have known that through draft to digital mm. because you don't get that breakdown. Through them. You yeah, the draft to digital breakdown is not particularly good. That that I will yeah. agree with. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's good for other things. You can find out what countries, for instance, if you could drill down on their reports, you can find out yeah. what countries you're selling in Apple, uh, and so on. I, I, mean, I like your idea about that. See, I didn't. I don't do that. And see, I need to do that because I have all these books and all these, you know. Especially, it's never my comedies. They seem to like the romantic comedies to pick them up on Babel Cube. They like them, so I don't do what I should. And that I think, listening to you now, I think I will probably start doing that because I think that it doesn't. You know, I'm probably like a lot of the people. You put your books on Amazon and you think it's going to work, but Amazon isn't that friendly to book people. Because they take things off, they don't care about the review. You know the reviews. I don't even know how people get like ten thousand reviews. I don't even know how that works. Because if you look through it, yeah. there's doubles, mm-hmm. there's and so. And I think for me, I think I've said this many times. It's kind of like everybody's against each other on that. You're looking at those numbers, and they don't really mean anything. Because if you look five minutes later, it might be different. And I don't know how they do it, but it's so bad for authors. Because they feel really bad if their book isn't num- uh, number 10, okay? And mm-hmm. they do feel bad. But it's not that easy. But not everybody can be in the top 10. Yes, and you mm-hmm. get there if you give a free book. If you give a free book, I go, oh, great. I'm like number 12, but I gave it free, you know? And so, you know, that's a problem for people. All of this marketing. I can't make so- a book ad work. I mean, not the feature deal, but the, the ads on book club. I can put yeah. a book for free up there, and it never works. I tried all kinds of things. I cannot make that yeah. work for me. But I do yeah. make Facebook work for me. The thing is, if you don't do the analytics, if you, you're shooting in the dark. You're putting your money right. down mm-hmm. on a horse, and you don't even know if it's got four legs. So yeah, I, I do think, you get, I, I, I do think when you put you money in, it, it, money, yeah, money does help. So I – Look, at when I started years ago, 20-some years ago, everybody would say, oh, you can't pay for a review. Don't pay for this. Don't pay for that. But that is not true. You do have to spend some money because it doesn't work that way. This isn't like the days when you would send your book or send something to, you know, a newspaper or something and they'd put an article about you. It's not like that anymore. You have to spend money. Some. You don't have to spend a fortune, but you have to spend some. And if you spend none, like I hear people say, oh, I don't think I want a teaser or I don't want this. So if you spend 50 bucks, 40 bucks, and you get all these beautiful teasers, if you can't make them yourself, that helps. And it, it gets you out there. And but So you have to spend some. As somebody equated it to me. They go like, oh, you can spend $5 for a cup of coffee at Starbucks, but you don't want to buy someone's book for 99 cents. How is that? Right, exactly. Yeah. One other benefit of Kindle Unlimited, by the way, is you can't, nobody can return your book. I said, I didn't um, even know that, really? I didn't know that. Once they've opened it up, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just either you get paid or you don't, but if they buy your book, they can still return it. Right. Within a certain period of time, they haven't read it all. Yeah, I don't think they, yeah. that ever should be where they can return a book. I really don't think so. No. That's, you know, years ago. Other than, an, other than an accidental purchase that's returned within right. 15 seconds, yeah, they right. shouldn't exactly. be returnable. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, I'm sure we've you know, all seen and, them books yeah. returned one at a time in the whole series. Oh, yeah. 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 So but I think I think all of these tips, this all comes with writing. Like I know people will say to me, they'll go, oh, they're going to send a friend to me. They're going to ask questions. I go, oh, okay, I'll talk to them. So I talk to them and I tell them everything that has to be done. And then they go, oh, 
except they never call again mm-hmm. about doing their own book <laughs> because they know. I, I didn't know it was work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is true. I mean, and this is work, but listening to both of you and myself included, we love this. If you don't yes. love this, you shouldn't do it. You no, have to. Mm-hmm. If you don't love it, don't do it because you won't be any good at it. That's right. You have to really love this. So let's talk about your latest books. Who would like to go first to talk about what they're working on? Because I don't want to not Go ahead, Jean. This... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm working on is, is reworking a couple of old books that needed needed help. And then I've got um, two new books in the works, and I'm just going to be restarting the third book of my historical series. I'm going to visit the Historical Society up here tomorrow and do mm-hmm. some research. So I've got more than I can handle um, writing. I hate re-editing books, but I'm doing it, forcing myself yeah. to do that. And I want to get back yeah. to the new stuff because that's the best. So you think that's a good idea to redo that, do your books? I mean, some people just say leave yeah. them, but so you th- – I mean, I mean yes, cause sometimes I, feel- I do. And yeah. We'll be working with a, a dear friend, Rosalie, on doing a, um, a nonfiction book called A Dog's Last Chance, People Who Rescue Dogs and the Dogs They Rescue. So, yeah. um, oh, that's nice. Get that traditionally that's published. That's very good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because that's really, that's really something that's, you know, so important these days. It's very different than it used to be. That's very important. They have all these dogs and nobody taking care of them. So that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Lee, what are you working on? Well, I have... I have spent about the last year and a half uh, updating all of my books after getting all the rights back. So mm-hmm. I have new covers, new blurbs, new new everything on, on those uh, books. And that took a lot out of me. So I haven't been yeah, writing anything yeah. new. I have a, a book half written that I need to get back to. And it is another... Um, another Regency period historical. But what I have done with with my contemporary books is I I have not updated them to current day because it's not just a matter of putting a cell phone in the heroine's hand. Um, Books that were written in the 90s, you can't can't do that. It changes the whole book. And in any case, if you try, and I know some authors who do, then in another 10 years, they're outdated again. So I I have called those, I have a category on my website that's called Accidental Historicals. And these are books that were current day when they were written, yep, but idea. because of the passage right. of time, oh, one thing that. and another, they, yep. they couldn't you know, happen today. And, and right. so, you know, the blurbs take advantage of that. They, they make fun of that um, and, and find the humor in that. And, and I've had good success with the Accidental Historicals. People do like classic and vintage romance as long as they know that's what they're getting. Right. right. I mean, a good story is a good story, no matter when. A good when story is a good story. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what? Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is my, what my editor used to say with my screenplay, I would say, like, oh, I need to change this. He goes, no, don't change it. And so now what, if, if it ever comes back, what I put my screenplays out again, I'll just say, oh, back in the 60s, back in the 70s, 80s, whatever, this story, you know, I'll make up a, a time because people like that now. They, there's a lot of yeah. movies I've watched. That they're in the yes. I don't even know. They're setting that period, you know, but, sure. Yes, they're setting. And there's periods, definite so. advantages to an author to be writing in those periods of time because you know a cell phone oh, in the better. heroine's hand oh, it's prevents better. a lot of plots from working. Right, right, and that is right. That is exactly right because we talked about this a couple weeks ago on my show. Because when you are writing about the past, okay, let's say you're going to solve a murder. Well, right now you could solve. You know, you you put a, a notice out on the internet. Things happen. Then it, it would take you like the police would have to come to the place, or they would, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, right. then they also call someone. They have to go like, oh, they're not home. We'll have to go back. And it's like a whole. This is what took time. Now. All, so it is easier in a way because you just go, because I had a problem with a story and I'm going like, well, what about, the, she was young. How did she get on a train without, you know, people knowing who she was? But in years ago, people just did those things. You could do you it. You didn't have okay. an ID. You, yeah. So I you think that security. people are out there listening. Right. Right? If they have older stories, we call, just put we them We call out. those modern historicals. Yes. 
Okay, I'm getting some titles. Here. I still like this accidental historical. No, I think that's brilliant. I, yes. I absolutely do. I gotta I love use that. this. I accidental. They should put that genre on Amazon because on Amazon, yeah. You know, but what they did do now is I'm putting my stuff in. I have some stories that are like where people remarry, second chances, and now they have, you know, um, later in life love. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. make a page like that on my on Facebook because there's a huge audience for that, and a yeah, huge there is. audience that don't want to be a huge audience. Yeah. yeah, I have a small series of four second chance romance stories yeah. because that's, yeah. that's yeah. you know I just find those How really fascinating. Yes, yeah. me too. So, and I think there's now so that many I'm things for new. Again, <laughs> I'm you know in the process. Well, yes. That's I'm right. Dating. You never know what happens in life. You never know. My, yes, char- my characters, after 30 years, they found each other again. They're getting married. Yes. So, you know, and they're happy, <laughs> and they loved each other all the way through, but they had different lives. You know, a lot of times that yes. happens. People would go to reunions and meet somebody that they haven't seen, and then they're single again, and then they end up together, which is weird, but it's mm-hmm. true. This is how yes, it is. It's because true. There's something comforting about the past. So I think that, mm-hmm. you know, and the unknown Familiar, sometimes yes. is not good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, At least yeah. The I love the fact. Right. <laughs> right. At least you know exactly not a serial killer. Right. At least you're not a serial killer. Right. Because the truth is, I can't even imagine now. This is, I mean, it is pretty, it, this is the sad part about now, is you don't know, you can't trust people, even when people are online. You know, you don't know if it's their no. picture. You don't know who they are. You know, we no. we see people, and, you know, it's funny, because, like, years ago, I had all these new authors on, and that's when I started, too. They were on the show, and they all had, like, different names, Okay. And so I did. I tried not to know their real name, so then I could still call them their name, you know, because and they were teachers, whatever, because they wouldn't write under their own name. It was a big right, thing right. then. Not, you know, mm-hmm. they they sure. didn't erotic writers right. didn't. Okay, like Lee, I want you to say one story that I do say. I think I'm sure it was you, and I think it was. But you had a story when you didn't like a book. You went in your yard. Do you remember that story? What you did? Not offhand. Did you burn the book outside? Oh, yeah, I burned six of them. Okay. Okay. All right. I burned burned my six books. Okay, I know it was you. So tell people about that just for a minute because I well that that was that was how I that was how I learned to write because I I uh, would start a story and then you know I and. I, I wrote my first romance novel when I was 14 years old, and I knew so much about love it would have fit on a post-it note. And so that book, I, I did not want to have that one lying around embarrassing me. So I burned it. And the next okay. six, one reason or another, I mean, there was the murder mystery that I never could figure out who did it. You know, those yeah. those books, I, I, I don't want those around. So I burned them. I burned a quarter of a million words. But as a oh result then... I learned I learned I knew, how to I write. You. I, I learned how to you. I learned how to keep a story going. And right. so then the first book that I actually submitted to Harlequin, they bought. Because oh, I had done all that rejection that. Yeah. early on. Yep. By mm-hmm. myself. I love that. See, I knew it was you. I knew it was you because I never forgot that. <laughs> yeah, so if people out there think that I don't remember my guess, I do guess. <laughs> someone will they'll email me or they go like oh do you remember me I go of course I remember you you know but I do remember that story because that is probably good for people if they really don't like what they did and they want to just get bad right. karma or something is that how they'll say it yeah. just get rid of it yeah. and just start over yes. and because and a lot of times it's, it's easier to start with a blank page and and your idea than it is to try to yeah. fix what you've put on the paper in the first place it yeah, really is easier to start over sometimes i think that, that's i think that's true. really true i think you're right about that that's the other thing so i i have that issue and sometimes i just go I like forget about those because when you write about characters you did in a screenplay it is difficult because in a screenplay it's very different so sometimes i say mm-hmm. like, forget them because that's then move now just sit there and make up a new character which is easier for me then 
you know, because yeah. they don't have history. You know, right. and because you can't and do it's, some and of it's the easier it's easier to make up people than it is to make uh, real people to put real people in a fictional story too, for some oh, reason. Yes. Oh, and yes. that's, it seems backwards, but it's very very true. If when you were writing your colonial stories, Jean, if you try to put George Washington in there, he's not gonna he's not gonna feel real. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and it's much easier right. to use the history as a framework. And then yeah, exactly. to create your own people inside. This is what yeah. they ate. They used oxen. You know, they didn't have horses and, and all this stuff because they weren't rich right. people. But our the characters are all absolutely, totally fiction. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't even attempt attempt to mess with a, a real human. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, right. Yeah. I think that's true. You know, and I think that's always good. That's called imagination. You know, that this is what writers yeah. have is imagination. Yeah, we have so to we have to do the research, right. and that's true of contemporaries as well. But um, yes. but then make the make the characters stand alone because they they'll be much more convincing. Right, and yes, I think that's absolutely. one thing. They that's come a good, to you that way. That's it's a good. Not, yes. Go it's not something right. you they come have to, to think about. A lot of right. times the stories start, you know, with a, with a character or a, a yeah. situation that I've seen that might actually have happened between two people, but then I take it and go somewhere yeah. else with it. it yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. Yes, and I mm-hmm. think that's, that's a really important part of writing. Yes, and I think it is, and that is probably why a lot of people will watch some of the new writers and they are taking – other people's story and trying to make it their own, it doesn't work. You have to, I oh, I yeah. never liked copying from people. My characters are my characters. I don't care what your characters are. I don't take anybody's info. That's why I don't read as much as I should, but I watch a lot of TV more because I don't want people's characters in my head. And as an agent, what I did was I would read people's screenplays and immediately take it out. I don't know how I did it. I took it out of my head because otherwise I don't want them in my head, you know, mm-hmm. because that can happen. Another thing that doesn't work well is following trends. If it is yes. a trend right. that you're in, excited about yourself. I run a lot of, right. across a lot of people who say, oh, well, uh, male, male is really, really hot right now. Yeah. I should write that. Yeah. Well, only if that's uh, what you want to write. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 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 I can't write to market. I have to write to the stories that come to me. Me, me I had somebody right. tell me that this book she read was really great, so well written. And she said, well, yeah, it was sort of based on Oliver Twist. You know, it, it was like that, and, and, and it was really great. And I just looked at her, and I said, oh, really? Yeah. Maybe a, a written <laughs> plot might have been actually better. You know? Yeah. You don't write to the author. Right. You have to right and you write the people my characters are my characters they're not anybody else's characters and i think if you remain true to yourself even if it takes you more time to write a book it does take me more time than it used to it does because i am fussy about my dialogue and my characters and if i don't think it's right even in a novella i can't do it it has to work for Mm -hmm. me so i think people that's how I write, and everybody has their own style. So I think what we're all saying in the same way is write your own style. Don't write yeah, your own book. People write. Mm-hmm. Yes, write, exactly. write your own book. And, and when you write your own book, then you're go burn it. When you write, burn it. When you write your own book, you're happy with it, and and then the success yes. is is an additional spice. It isn't necessary. You aren't writing. You're writing for the fun of it and for your own self not for right. the money that you might make. And that's when you're right. successful anyway. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's on that great. note, these I appreciate you both coming on. I love having you both together because it's such a good conversation and we always have so much fun because we are, we you know, regardless of anything, we have so many thoughts that are the same, you know, and this is what writers need to know. It's hard work, but we do it because we love it. We love Can it. I ask Lee, you a hear. quick question? Yes. Lee, yes. would you come and talk to my chapter sometime? Sure. You bring me to New York, I'll be happy to do anything of the sort. <laughs> we do it on Zoom. I'm sorry. We're all oh, Zoom. Okay, that'll work. Great. That'll work, too. Great. I'll get in touch with you. Yes. 
Thank you. Yeah, because, yeah, because Lee, right, Lee teaches people. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I think that this is the thing. I hope when people are listening, I took notes myself, no matter how many shows I do. I, I always find something new that I didn't know because I don't know mm-hmm. anything. But, yep. you know, yep. and I think that's what writers out there have to realize. There's always more to learn. Exactly. And, and that's it. Exactly. So, and and if, you're not, if you're and, not challenging yourself, then you're not, you're not doing what you need to do as a writer to grow. That's exactly Absolutely. Right. I agree. Totally. That's why this has been so much fun. And thank you both. I hope you'll come on again. Thank not you. so long, but let's make it not like that this long. Okay. Well, just there's always things to talk about. I'm sure we've missed many. But thank you again, and thank you to everybody listening. And you can listen where you get your podcast now because I've noticed my podcasts are on Apple and other places. I've noticed they're in the same places where I see, and I'm going like, oh, mine are there too. So because people love podcasts now, they didn't even know what they were when I started. But now they do. Yeah. Everybody has everybody has one. You know, it's true. They go, oh, listen to my podcast. But it's fun because you get to, I think people, especially people that are buying people's books, whatever, they like to hear what writers have to say. They really do. And this is a new way of, it used to be at Barnes & Noble or places that don't really have author signings like they used to. Because the regular public likes to hear authors talk. They do. Yes, interesting. they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, yes. And on that note, thank you both. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're, Bye. welcome. You're welcome. Bye-bye.